Welcome to another week of Jizz Talking right here. And we are having a very special guest with us, Sheena Rose is with us. Sheena, how are you doing today? Hi, I am doing amazing. Thank you. How are you? Well, thank you so much for, for taking the time to talk to our group. And I know this is going to be also on a replay. So if they're not catching it live, they're going to catch this next week at uh, jizztalking.com. And we'll get all the links to that put out later. And it also will include all of your links as well that, uh, that we got from your uh, your gal there at uh, at the rub. <laughs> uh, let's talk about uh, a little bit about your history before we bring others in. Let's talk about how you got started. Cool. So I I started in like the the adult entertainment world in 2013. I got in. I actually started my career in mainstream porn, and so I worked for companies like Brazzers and Evil Angel and Kink and. Um, just different companies like that. And then in early 2016, I stopped doing boy, girl and mainstream for a minute, like all together right there and started focusing on creating my own content and webcamming. And then that's basically what I've been doing since. <laughs> you are in a movie with a good friend of mine who's passed away. Uh, and that was Bill Margold. Was I, I, I need to. Oh, um, um, in the, uh, portraits of Andrea Palmer. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I did not know. Um, I did not know that, uh, somebody passed away. Was he name and the name? I'm sorry. Uh, Bill Margold. He was an older guy. Uh, he well, he was the he was the porn director, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, I did not know he passed away. Rest in peace to his soul. Yeah. I didn't. I had no idea. That's very sad. Uh, if, if there's a funny side to it, so he's got a handyman. His name was Steve, and the handyman Steve was also in the movie as the cab driver of. I don't know. I, I've never seen the movie, so <laughs> I just I just recognize Steve. Uh, Bill got his friend Steve in the movie as a cab driver, so I mean, that was kind of a. A unique thing but you've done a lot of stuff um uh tattooed and custom tattoos it looks like you have a few tattoos i do yeah i need to i like i uh made a goal of mine this year to like get my both of my arms like completely done and fixed and my hands and my chest and my throat and so hopefully by the end of the year i'll have all that i'm still i'm still really thinking about my throat i'm kind of afraid but definitely like the chest arms and hands i'm i'm such a pussy i'm so scared of needles i would just die so i don't have any you know i don't blame you because like <laughs> I, okay, I personally, like, I don't like it when people are like, oh, tat does a tattoo hurt? Like, yes, absolutely. Like, it doesn't matter who you ask. Like, they fucking hurt, dude. And some places hurt worse than others. Like, you know, I feel, I feel like you're arms are like it hurts but it's doable it's not a problem but like when you get to your hip bone and your stomach area it is it's almost unbearable like you oh. almost just can't do it yeah yeah i know um a friend of mine um out in la has her, her pubic area done she says oh uh. Anyway. Yeah, I can imagine that would hurt. I actually have my pussy tattooed, but it's not right there. It's um like on my lip, like right next to my pussy hole. Ow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it didn't it actually didn't um I don't remember. It didn't hurt though. Count me out for that. Hey, Sean Elliott is with us. Sean is uh, a former adult star from the Hi. 70s and early 80s. Sean, how are you doing tonight? 
old when you announce it like that. <laughs> Only teasing. Can you hear me? I'm trying these things. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, I, nice to see you. Yeah, uh, I'm talking a little soft here because I'm out because it's a beautiful day. So I'm going to talk softly, so hopefully you can hear me. Uh, yeah, good to see you all. Um, my daughter is tattooed all over. And uh, I have another daughter that's tattooed all over this. I don't, I don't get the script thing. There's a lot of neat things in script. But we had a son, too. I lost my son about eight months ago, and he had family tattooed on his arm. So I finally got my first tattoo in, in a in Hebrew family. It's like... Uh, I'm 100 years old. I got one tattoo. I ain't doing it again. It hurts too much. <laughs> Her boyfriend has it on his neck, and uh, he's taking that off. So just not being the father here, the old porno dad father, but everywhere else is good. But the neck, man, I'm telling you, I don't know. But anyway, nice to meet you. Yeah, I worked in, uh, what, 81 to 84. I did about anywhere from 9 to 12 features. I worked with some of the best though i i uh somebody aaron aaron calls me john cassavetes which is like a character actor i got really good parts back in the day so it's always good to be here with you all and uh i'm gonna learn a little bit about you uh sheena i'll have to check you out but uh yeah that's what's up casey scott casey's with us and casey's gonna be our guest in a couple weeks and casey is uh, a, a historian, for lack of a better term, and yeah. how are you doing today? Professor. I'm good. Yes, Sean calls me the professor. I'll take it. I have my master's from cinema studies in, from NYU, so I'll take it. Yep. <laughs> Sheena, it's good to see you. Thank you for being here. Thank you. So, in my so I, my first question is, what are you thinking for your neck, um, as far as the neck tattoo? Because yeah, I. I hear that and I just think, oh, because I have I have two tattoos. One is the Devil of Miss Jones adult film uh, poster art, uh, and that's on my arm, which was doable, like you said. But I just can't imagine what it would feel like on my neck. So I know, I know. Well, I know for so like I know for my chest, um, mm -hmm. I'm doing like a Victorian style piece. Um, it's kind of hard to describe, kind of hard mm -hmm. to imagine, but kind of like lacy and just like super pretty. Hopefully yeah. the wording will be able to be like covered and like hidden. Yeah. The wording's like old and I just don't want it anymore. Okay. But so like with the throat, I want it to kind of go into that, but I want um, like a 3D realistic gem right here. That's like an aquamarine oh, wow. color. Yeah. And just like a really pretty like. Oh my gosh. Oh, I love that. Kind of spiritual. Yeah. Kind of neat. Yeah. I, know. I, was, I was thinking like it would be super pretty and I really want it. And I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know why I'm so afraid. Like I know I'm going to get my throat done eventually. Mm. I just don't know why I'm so afraid. Right. Just well, don't, you... just don't have no regrets and spell it wrong. Oh God. Yeah, no. <laughs> Well, have you spoken to anyone who's done their neck to sort of get an idea of what yeah. that experience would be like? Yeah. Yeah. And like, I've had, I've had a lot of friends like actually tell me it's really not that big of a deal. Actually, my okay. tattoo artist told me that it's not that big of a deal. Like, I, okay. I think that, um, like I've had many, many people tell me like, don't do your head. That's painful. Mm. Like, okay. Like, I understand that. <laughs> right, 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 right. But like, I don't know, like, <clears throat> I think it's regardless, like it's going to hurt anyway. And mm. so I'm just like, ah. I want to do it right. so bad. I don't yeah. know why I'm so, like, afraid right now. <laughs> oh, no. Well, yeah, it sounds like delaying the inevitable. It will happen. It's sort of like, it's not an if, but when. 
Yeah. <laughs> sort of, yeah. I think I'm just going to have him do, I'm going to have him finish up this arm because right mm-hmm. here, um, this is like the only piece I need right here to finish up the sleeve. And then okay. do my hands, cover up this hand, do this hand, and then mm-hmm. the chest. And then I really want him to turn this sleeve into like a black and gray or like just black instead of all the color. Yeah. Okay. So, so maybe do all that and yeah. then I'll go back to the throat. Yeah, actually, yeah, because if you can get that that portrait done of that, yeah, everything done there. Yeah, I like I like that. Back after that anyway. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, who was the actress who had who was tattooed on her? She had a tattoo, uh, not a tattoo, but she did a lot of uh, like in her labia and stuff like that. She had a lot of jewelry between oh, her legs wow. in the '90s. I can't think of her name. Oh yeah, she was good. Know. Of course, Casey and and Sean both remember. When back in the day, they didn't want tattoos. They'd probably cover them up or shoot from a position of no tattoos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So we really. I would, well. say, I would say that having tattoos in the industry, if you are a man, um, I don't think there's any, like, there's no discrimination against mm-hmm. you. You're still going to get hired for all the big movies. Like, you're still going to be fine, even if you're completely covered. Mm-hmm. And before a woman, there's, it's like, it's, you're now, you're now like a fetish instead. You know, you're like right. in a the tattooed based movies and stuff like that so right your generation don't they have i'm sorry to over talk you casey but don't they Mm -hmm. have uh but i will don't they have those uh um fetishes like just tattoos people go specifically for tattoo sets yeah, I've seen that online. They, yeah. Like pretty much almost every company now will make a tattooed movie like once mm-hmm. a year or something or every director for every company will make like a tattooed movie. And I th- there are there are like, you know, porn stars out there who got really big that are tattooed like Bonnie Rotten and Christy Mack. But, mm-hmm. you know, for like the norm, it's better. I'm for me, I thought it was better to like start creating my own content instead Mm -hmm. of just like sitting there and waiting for like someone to cast me and then, and then being uncasted because another tattoo girl's coming in the industry and like, it was a whole thing. (laughs) Right. Well, it's also my self-esteem. Well, it's also good if you're creating your own content because then you can kind of yeah you can curate what what image you want people to see and know of you i mean that's you know yeah. i think that's, and that's actually why i actually made the transition what that's mm-hmm. exactly the reason why i made the transition was because when i was doing mainstream i i started mm-hmm. feeling, i felt really bad about myself and especially because i was like transitioning my kind of my looks and my style too and i was already feeling ugly but oh, no. like you know yeah whether it was like being the the only girl not on the box cover that was in the DVD or mm, something yeah. like that. Like I really needed to like focus on how I looked and like just all of that because uh, I that's a lot. Like shit. Yeah. Yeah. God, that's good then. So, so that's really, that's great. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I can't, yeah, I can imagine that that would really be kind of weighing. Cause you know, you, you're in this industry, you know, you're doing good work. You're d- devoting yourself to something and, you know, giving your all, and then for whatever reason, they decide that you're not going to be on the cover. They're not going to promote you as strongly as other people. So that's and, great and that you're doing that. Those were a lot of different reasons for that too. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, I was so beat up once because of that of a of a cover situation, mm-hmm. and I remember talking to one of my uh, friends about it who edits DVD covers for a very big company, and he was just like oh, there's so many things that go into making a cover. Like, you know, your photos could have just not 
fit with whatever. Right. I don't know. So it was just like sometimes a little personal to me. Yeah. <laughs> but then you, but the, but I mean, you know, you don't have to deal with that bureaucratic in in industry bullshit. You you get to market yourself how you want to market yourself. Yep. So definitely. that's great. I'm I'm happy for you. I'm glad you're doing that. Is Thank that uh, yeah? Is that a refreshing or a like a, a weight off your shoulders to do your own thing and not have to really, you know, the pressure's on you to sell your own stuff. But, oh yeah, for sure. But it, it's gotta be a relief. Oh yeah, for sure. Because you know, there, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that there aren't porn stars out there who like work every single day, but it wasn't like for me. So when I transitioned, so webcamming is like really my bread and butter and that's something I can control. Like I have my schedule and I, I always am like thinking of more ways to create money and to, to create new content and all that. And it's so funny because at the end of the day, if I really, really want to just like make my income a lot more, all I have to do is just webcam more and it's just like and it's really liberating just being able to control my own schedule my own money and not have to like sit around and like am I gonna make money like if I if I didn't have webcam and I so like just focused on OnlyFans and selling my clips I would I mean I guess I would put more time into it so I would make more money but I need the webcamming okay. let's shift over to a, a new guy real quick uh, John is with us and John I'm gonna unmute you here and and uh, welcome to the show. And did you have a question for Sheena? Uh, yeah, when I saw you were going to be a guest here today, I tried to look you up on uh, Boopedia, but they had nothing about you. <laughs> Damn, I need to I need to make sure that I get them to put me on there somewhere. I never yeah. heard of Boopedia though before. I need to look it up. Oh, it's this my main source, but that's because I don't have a whole lot of sources. <laughs> oh man, that's a main source for some people. I gotta get on that. I need to talk to my PR lady. <laughs> and uh, where do you do your uh, webcamming? Um, I'm a streammate. I'm on streammate. Streammate, huh? Yeah. And it's, uh, I love it though. It's, I I love it. If I recommend camming to anybody, it's definitely gonna be them. Okay, great. Anything else? You know, as uh, I think that's it. Okay, we'll come back. I need to look up that bootpedia though. I gotta write it down. <laughs> and and so streammate is your your bread and butter. Have you tried the others or this is just yeah. you started and you're used to it or what? Well, yeah, I have. So so when I was transitioning into it, streammate I was more familiar with, but I tried. So streammate's very different because like so, um, it's not a token site. Like you can't even be nude in your free chat. You have to like do everything behind the paywall. And um, and so I've tried token sites before, like Chatterbait and my free cams, but I was never able to make a consistent income. Like my free cams, I wasn't able to make an income at all. But Chatterbait, it would be like sometimes I would have a good night, but it was so inconsistent. And that's why I stuck with streaming because it was consistently I was making the same amount of money. So then as more time went on and more time went on and the years went on, I, my income has just gone up and up and up. And I was, there was just no reason to ever change. In recent times, I have cammed on Cam Soda um, because, like, I've done feature shows on there and stuff. And it's it's cool and it's fun over there, but it's new. Streammate's been around forever, so the clientele on Streammate is actually unbeatable by any other site. Excellent, excellent. Uh, let's uh, let's shift things up to Charles. Charles is uh, our buddy from San Francisco, and he doesn't miss too many of these shows. And 
I, he's Hello, with, Sheena. Glad you could join us. A month. You know, one of the things I really find interesting about the adult industry is you have so many different people with so many different kind of interests and areas. And it's always interesting to me to learn about to learn about different people in the industry. I am not a tattoo person. I don't like needles. They scare the hell out of me. I will <laughs> donate blood, but I cannot ever picture myself getting a tattoo. But I have tremendous respect for those people who do. Yeah. What's so. funny is um, I'm actually the opposite. I can sit there and take the tattoo, but when I go get tested, and I can't, I can't donate blood. I don't weigh enough. But when I go get tested, I am such a baby. I'm like, oh my god! And then they put the needle in, and I'm like, <laughs> like I think one time I actually had a panic attack before because they couldn't get blood out, and it was like not coming out, and I freaked out. Like, oh my god! The needles for me, it's like flying. I hate taking off. I hate landing. I'm flying on the good on the middle part. It's the same thing with like doing, putting the needle in and taking the needle out. It's, uh, I, I have to look away. Yeah. Same. I, yeah, same. Exactly the same. I actually like taking off and landing on flights. So I think it's fun. It's like a roller coaster. (laughs) Although I'm not a fan of turbulence either. I discovered that years ago. Makes me sick. Yeah. I had that experience experience once on a flight um so i guess i should ask you a question about your career and where do you see your career going what do you want to do beyond beyond porn in the adult industry so i it's funny because it's like uh i i actually think i just finally discovered it so there's so many different things like if you were to see different interviews or different like docuseries that i've done maybe you would see like oh i plan on opening up a webcam studio or whatever and you know that that's still like and that still can happen that's that's to say that that could never happen but in recent times so i'm i'm almost 30 And I knew that when I was going to be about 30, that I was going to go back to school. I'd not like, I didn't know if I wanted to do anything with it. I just knew that I wanted to continue my education. So I didn't know uh, if I wanted to go back for law or psychology and do sex therapy and become like a sex therapist. And I was just thinking about it one day and I was thinking about it really long and hard. And then all of a sudden, um, as I'm laying in bed thinking about it at the time and a fucking dateline episode popped up about a sex therapist who sadly unfortunately was uh murdered by her boyfriend which is very sad but i remember that story yeah so she 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 was popular in our industry she had attended ex-biz and like conventions and stuff like that so she was a sex therapist and i just felt like that was like a sign i was like man i'm like sitting here thinking do should i do go back for sex therapy and here this is it just pops up and it's like something that i always really was interested anyway so actually in less than a month, I am going, I'm starting going back to school. Good <laughs> and, for you. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I am. And I am, um, it's, it's going to be a long journey because I do plan on getting like at least my master's. I feel like sex work is the first half of my life that I had and it was great and awesome. And if I wanted to, I could be a performer for the rest of my life. But I think the second half of my life, I'm going to, I want to like be a sex therapist and run like my own office and my own business and like online. Good for you. Thank you. I think <laughs> that's great. I would encourage you to do that. <laughs> Thank right? you. Yeah, it amazes me when I hear people say, well, I'm out of high school, I'm out of college, my education stops. And 
I don't think anyone's education ever stops. It continues for the rest of your life. But I people think, don't realize that. Yeah, I have a sister who's a doctor, and she's literally been in school since she was, like, 17, and she's, like, 38, 39 now, and she's still in school and still You're doing her thing, and it's just, like, it never one ends. Of, one of my sisters, uh, she's an MD for Kaiser, and, you know, and midway through her, she was an OBGYN and then switched to, I don't see any pictures, and she switched to be uh, working palliative care. Yeah, yeah. We, had, we had to deal with my mom who was dying, and she was like, well, I've been in OBGYN for so long, and I want to switch, and great, you know? She had yeah. to go through, like, a whole retraining thing and everything, and, you know, but she loves it, you know? COVID, yeah. I think, was a bit difficult for her, but, you know. Yeah, so. I that. But, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's amazing because there are so few doctors who will switch specialties. Yeah, but that is that is actually like because it's such a long process to it is. get into something else. Like so, I know I I was with when it comes to psychology and being a mind doctor, the education on that actually never will never stop, and there's always like new research coming out and everything. So, but the thing like I don't I have always loved school. Like I've never had an issue with grades or doing my work or anything, and I feel like I kind uh, of school myself anyway. It was far more difficult for me. When you have undiagnosed ADHD and you don't know why you're like going like a million miles an hour or whatever, school is difficult. So Yeah, yeah that is But well, I still I like find. to read and I still like to, you know, learn new things and you know. Sure. So All right, Charles, thank you. Thank, thank you again for joining us. You bet. If, if I may, I, what I find fascinating, and again I, I told you I have uh, two daughters in their twenties and you touched on two things that are pretty cool and that an old fart like me didn't recognize until having these kids at this age. One, one daughter got an Instagram a few weeks ago and she goes on uh, and posts some stuff like, a, you know, sell certain things. It's not her mainline gig. And somebody found her and uh, I researched him and he's legit. And they sent her a check. She showed me the check the other day for 2,500 bucks Wow. And yeah, it's crazy. My daughter, Devin, uh, Casey, and uh, she's going to do like a model shoot, things like this, just like for print. What what you could do online, the opportunity. My other daughter, Alex, who uh, had a tough life, a lot of drugs and stuff, and she's been sober for a couple of years now. Um, she uh, it goes to school online. And, and takes courses, and she's a, a drug counselor, and she wants to advance in that type of thing. There are people that, um, uh, in webcamming, I mean, and, and to be your own agent for what you do, and you don't have to rely on a, uh, a director or a system or a, or a Vivid or a company or anything like that. There's so much out there that older folks, you know, case you might get it, or some younger people, out, but guys our age don't really pay attention to that. And the only reason I know it is because of the kids. I'm kind of in the loop. But, man, the opportunities are boundless. You can yeah. do. So the first half of your life, you could continue some of that if you want. You can go to college. You could be. The, uh, there's so much that you can do just because we can Zoom. I can talk to people in California from here. You, know, you can yeah. do anything. Exactly. Yeah. That's why, like, I really. So, like, I feel. Um, 
I, I always like, okay, so I did a lot of research on um, people who were therapists and people who were lawyers that were previously sex workers. And I came across two stories that really stuck out to me. So one lawyer um, was a was an escort and then, you know, everyone found out and they made this huge deal about it in the media and she was kicked out of the courts and her whole career was ruined and it was very sad. And then the other story was another lawyer who was an open escort who was still escorting as she was practicing law and everyone knows about it and nobody, nobody can say yep. anything because she was open. So with my brand, I never want to hide it. I want it to be like sex worker turned sex therapist like I yeah. I've been, I was webcam model for years and years and years I'm on I know that side of you know the sexual health but now I'm on the other side and so yeah I definitely exactly. like the online stuff I want to continue like my brand and then just transition just like I did with mainstream porn I transitioned very good very yeah. good never gonna hide it though because like sure. no one's gonna ruin my life over something there you go there here. you go now how has uh with, with the schooling do you think you're going to be doing online courses or how has COVID affected your your career in this last six eight months or year I do definitely want to do everything online just because like I, I like remote learning. I, I don't find it difficult to learn online, but also I don't like leaving my house. <laughs> I am like, that's why my job is perfect for me because I don't have to leave my house and I don't want to leave my house. And I, I really like, I know this sounds messed up, but I really just don't want to be physically in a classroom with a whole bunch of different people, multiple classes. And like, you know, there's so many things that can happen like what if one day someone does like in my class find out and then the whole class knows and then I'm in a class where everyone's just like staring at me and they're just like oh, which doesn't really matter to me anyway I I just think online's better anyway because I can just stay at home sure. now now do you you're gonna think you're so cool <laughs> did you yeah, go yeah. to um when you did a lot of work did you go to any of the uh uh the exoticas or avns or anything like that yeah, I still go to AVN every single year. I live in Vegas, and so when it's, when it's here, because, you know, this year and last year wasn't, but I've been going to AVN every year since 2014, and I've been to Exotica Chicago once, and I just recently was talking to the guys there, and they were saying that they are thinking about, um, well, from right now, they are for sure going to have their conventions this year, so I'm thinking about going to New Jersey. Okay, I'm going to be in Chicago. And uh, so we're looking. I got the hotel all set up. And the when is it? Do you know the dates for Chicago? Yeah, it's uh, July 16th through the 18th. Okay, because I was going to be in Chicago anyway in September, but it's not the the days do not align. Right, right. But no, that's uh, that'd be great to to see you out and about, and and that would be fantastic. Steve is with us, and uh, Steve applauded when you said you're going to be at New Jersey. Steve, do you go to the New Jersey one? I, I mean, I have in the past, I haven't been in a number of years, but, I, you know, being in, you know, New York City, it's just right across, you know, it's easy to get to. Um, so I think they still do it in Edison, which is uh, a pretty quick commute. I know one time, for a while, they were doing it in the city, but then people got uh, their noses bent out of shape by, oh, my God, there's porn in New York City, and they uh -huh. moved to Jersey. I think it, it, might, might, have been, it might not have been Exotica. It might have been a different one, but I know that, like, since then, they, yeah. But, um, but yeah, hopefully, you know, things keep on an upturn and, you know, upswing and, yeah, and I'd 
go out to um, New Jersey for it. I heard that Lady the Day New Jersey Day. Exotica is like big. Like there's oh, a ton of people there that it's super fun. So I just want to experience it. It's the, um, yeah. it's kind of the first one they had. Chicago also would be a lot of older, old timer porn fans. I mean, this could be their 10th anniversary. And uh, I really think they should bring some of the, the veterans out to that one, but uh, you know, they don't anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's good to have Steve with us again. Yeah, but um, I wanted to ask because um, I think it was you. I was looking up. I was trying to find some information on you, um, and I thought I came across an article or a blurb on one of your bios. I was trying to look to double reference it uh, before we started today, but there was something in the bio like how you like um older uh porn like the golden age like some of the older 80s back porn. When porn, back, back when porn was stories and acting and stuff like that so i'm just wondering if what what are some of your favorite films from that time period or actors actresses and if you could work with any of them if you could work with any of them like who might you so I, I do, I, I love, I love 80s porn because I feel like it's just like a lot more realistic and also, I don't know, maybe it's because that's what, how I started watching it, but I, uh, you know, actually I was very fortunate what, uh, to work with Ginger Lynn before, not with any, um, not with any, um, pornos but she actually started up her own company where she sold like used model panties and some other things and so um I worked for her for that and I was like starstruck I was just like wow you're great you know and I I also I was very close to working with Nina Hartley once so okay she probably has no idea, doesn't remember this, but I do because I was a newbie in porn and I was in Exotica, Chicago, and I was with Joanna, Angel, and Small Hands. And they had stopped with Nina Hartley and they were talking to her and I was so starstruck. And um, she was mentioning stuff on how she was like shooting for BDSM. And Joanna was like, oh, Sheena's really great with BDSM. And um, she was like, oh, well, maybe I'll get your contact and we can shoot. And I was like, yes, please. And then it never happened. But Nina Hartley is on Streamate. And so I lurk her all the time. And I've actually tipped her like a few times. And I'm just like in awe of her. I just... <laughs> I did write her one time asking if she shot content, but she I don't think she does. So, All right. Well, uh, we, we have in our, our group, part of our group is is uh, the origination of our autograph. Our group is to get autographs. And so uh, we have her address in the database so people can write and send her 20 bucks and a photo and she'll sign it and send it back. And she's really been, it's about a two-week turnaround, but she's really, really good at that. So anyway. Wow, that's, that's awesome. She's great, man. Oh, my God. She, when I watch her on Streamate, she is just, like, the most sophisticated woman with, like, a dirty mouth. Like, she'll be like, <clears throat> let me get my Nina Hartley on. She'll be like, oh, hello, gentlemen. I just want to see all of your cocks. Who's going to show me their cocks today? Mm. And it's just like, you're so hot. And like, I, just, I don't know. I just still love her. She has such a sex appeal to her. <laughs> she is just, uh, and I, I think she's very, she, she really doesn't forget where she came from as far as the fans. I mean, she goes to a lot of exoticas and uh, 
um, or uh, the AVN, I should say, does a lot of that and really, really never forgot where she came from. I met her uh, a couple of years ago as well, too. Oh, um, that's awesome. Um, my wife saw her and had to get this picture. So she had to get that picture of her ass. So she got. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's great. It's a great ass. She's just, she's very, like, I don't know, just super sophisticated and just nice over like just really really nice I don't know like I said I lurk her and I tip her and I I like her because she's like she's on stream mate so hey Casey you're sitting there laughing your ass off what's up no I'm just I I just I totally agree I mean Nina Hartley is someone who um I came late to kind of discovering the magic of Nina Hartley because she's kind of later than I was focusing on for a while I was really into 70s and early 80s and she came around and uh, I think 81, 82, and then got bigger. But she is a um, fantastic actress. And like you said, she really is like, there's something very sophisticated about her. And yeah. so it really is just like projecting this sophistication, but also like down for anything, like down, down yeah, to get like it. Yeah, she doesn't, she doesn't hide the fact that like, I like sex. We're going to have some dirty sex and that's the way I like it. And then she'll put her clothes back on and go, I don't know, be an accountant or something, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. She, uh, did you know that, like, in the 90s, she was in, like, a Tupac music video or, like, a Tupac? I did, like, yes, yeah. yeah. Isn't that, yeah. like, that is just so funny, because I, I, I actually I recently had discovered that within the last, like, couple years, yeah. and I was yeah. like, oh, another reason to just love her. <laughs> well, there was a, and there, it wasn't Tupac, there was a, oh, who was it? There was a rapper that was on Howard Stern, and he was talking about how his favorite porn star was Kay Parker, and how he watched a lot of 80s stuff, and he learned all of his sex techniques from 80s porn. Um, wow. So, it, it's interesting um, how, you know, I think people like Nina Hartley and Ginger Lynn are icons for a reason because it still, it still resonates. It's still super hot. Like they yeah. still, they start, they're still able to, um, and Ginger is still hot too. I mean, oh, yeah, totally. yeah, she's like, um, sorry. No, no, that's okay. Yeah. I'd love to hear what you think about her. Some of those girls, I like some women in porn, I very much look up to, um, maybe they came like later, like late eighties or early nineties. But for mm -hmm. example, um, uh the uh, katie i want katie katie morgan the one who was uh she was That's in the familiar. seth rogan's movie um yeah oh yes 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 yeah. okay so yeah. like that movie i literally wanted to like be her and mm -hmm. one of my life goals is to like do something in a seth rogan movie and <laughs> and i don't think it's like i don't think it's too far-fetched i think one day it's no no, no, I don't think it's far-fetched at all. I mean, um, Stormy Daniels was a 40-year-old virgin. Oh, she did. Yeah, yeah I mean, because there yeah, is that crossover potential. Yeah, for Exactly, sure. because that's another woman, like Stormy Daniels, and Stormy Daniels and Tracy Lord. Like, mm, yes, yeah. women who have been in, like, these movies and have been seen as, like, something else. Sasha Gray is another one. Yes, yeah and as things as like other things like I've done I've done like really popular docuseries and things like that and um but like the portraits of Andrea um Palmer is mm -hmm. the, like a b-rated movie but mm -hmm. I would love to be in something like that like a Seth yeah. Rogen funny thing and Seth Rogen has said it 
himself that he, you know, if someone is a sex worker in his movie, he rather get sex workers to play the roles than actresses trying to be sex workers because it comes off more authentic when you're like a real sex worker. So wow. one day Seth Rogen followed me on Twitter. <laughs> one day. Ah. Uh. That's, I'm going to take that as a sign. That <laughs> means that, that means you're on his radar. Yes, exactly. It yeah. is. I, I That's did. amazing. Chasey Lord was amazing. Too. She's great. Well, and the, I mean, her thing is very unusual in that she started when she was underage. And then, but she was able to kind of make this career so you mean cry baby and, and serial yeah, mom and cry all that baby stuff and serial mom and yeah two like one of my like i love both of those movies so yeah. much like i love those movies and you know the funny thing is is i did like a teeny little itty bit of research on that before mm. and there are uh there were porn stars who were went to jail ginger mm. i believe oh yeah one of them yeah she did they didn't testify saying that she was underage and yeah. there are still people out there who say like she was not underage when she got into porn yeah it's it's a whole thing it's a whole thing i i wonder that myself and it's interesting because her films you can legally still buy them on dvd and blu-ray in france because the age of consent is 16 so um they're available in, in france but they're not available here That's um crazy. Yeah, so it's she deny it at all? Like, does she does she say like that did not happen at all? Like, she um she wrote a book where I think everyone was expecting her to be very honest and upfront about what happened, but she did say she was underage when she did it. She kind of um she stretches the truth a little bit by saying she only made about ten films, and then they were later made into compilations, which is just not at all true. <laughs> she so she made, was 17 or 16? She was, she was, I think she was 16 when she started. So she was around uh, for about two years uh, and she like, was very, well, because she had government, uh, she had very convincing documentation that she was 18. So she didn't get in trouble for that, but everyone else got in trouble for, for hiring her using fake, um, fake documentation. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah, and she but she, she wasn't the first really underage like, person. Yeah, and then she became really famous though because yeah. like you know scandals always get people famous and right. she, then she became like in those movies and stuff mm -hmm. like that. You know, just like you know, Stormy Daniels was already very much famous in our industry, but now she's like a household name. I don't think anyone right. in America doesn't know who Stormy Daniels is now. Right. Right. She kind of I mean, yeah, it's interesting. I think Jenna Jameson was kind of the last adult film actress that everyone knew. Yeah, I'm not a Jenna fan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Then and now was never a Jenna fan. Um, but um, yeah, Stormy kind of became the next household name. I don't, you know, um, I think she's probably even bigger than Sasha Gray was. And Sasha Gray was, was I agree. pretty popular. Um, yeah, Sasha Gray um, was very, very popular when she, when she, she did like Entourage and some movies. Yeah. Yeah, the Steven Soderbergh movie, The Girlfriend Experience, that was kind of her big crossover thing. Yeah, so. she did. She was very, she was very big and famous. And yeah, there's mm -hmm. there's some household names like Jenna Jameson and stuff, but mm -hmm. she went off the deep end. She's crazy. She really did. Yeah, she <laughs> really did. I'll leave it. I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I never felt, you know, watching Nina. I never felt like, um, like dirty. You know. She she looks just as sexy in this picture here as she would with with a dozen penises all around her. 
I mean, oh, yeah, definitely. She, she's classy. She's and I so never, ageless and yeah. sophisticated. And yeah, so. She looks great. Uh, yeah, anyway, I, I think we've got another adult star coming in soon. But anyway, we'll cross that bridge when we get. Yeah, here we go. Uh, Lynn LeMay. I don't know if you remember Lynn LeMay. Uh, she was a star in uh, the 90s, and Lynn is right here. I just will put her in. Lynn, we're just talking about you. Um, she started on, you started on Easter Sunday, correct? 1988. 1988. Wow. And uh, she uh, she's from the 80s and career expanded into the 90s and 2000s, AVN Hall of Famer, Lynn LeMay is with us. So Sheena Rose is our guest. And next week, we do have Rita Daniels coming in. And Rita is a, a barrel of laughs and a lot of fun as well, too. Hey, let's check in with um, Aaron. We haven't heard from Aaron yet. Uh, Aaron's in Florida. We're going to unmute Aaron, and he'll uh, contribute to what we have to talk about tonight. Oh, I've just been sitting, relaxing, enjoying the stories. Um, learning more about Sheena's career, obviously. Um, one thing about Sheena, though, that I've noticed is uh, her one of her tattoos of Freddy Krueger, which is, you know, pretty blatantly obvious there. I mean, and I think it's pretty cool. So obviously, Sheena, you are a horror fan. So is it just Nightmare on Elm Street or are there other horror films that you're into? No, I like I like them all. I you know, I'm more I'm more into like the type of horror films where it's like Freddie and Michael Myers and Jason and like even even as far as uh, like some of the more newer ones and gory ones like the like that. What's that one guys Victor Crawley like you know the great but I growing up I was always like so terrified of paranormal so I'm more into like the slasher like type of horror and then the like the exorcism movies and exorcism of Emily Rose and stuff like that I stayed away from and to be honest I did not start even watching those those type of movies until I was like 22 or <laughs> something so those ones no but I like the slasher horror films do you have any other horror tattoos other than just Freddy Krueger? Um, as far as like iconic TV or TV or movie people, no. But like, I do have my Grim Reaper with his uh, with his little slither, and then skulls, and then I have this whole zomb like a zombie girl right here. She's like a pinup zombie. And what else do I have? I don't even know. But yeah, I think like I think pretty a lot of horror themed, but he's the only like iconic, recognizable one that I have. He's my he's my ultimate favorite though. I love all the Nightmare on Elm Streets. Yeah, I've met Bobby quite a few times. Uh, it's been I think the last time I saw him was 2017, 2018 when he was here in Florida uh, for a convention. Always a super nice guy. I always enjoy talking to him. And uh, he, we always kind of gloat. We have that inner, inner joke about how he was doing a um, herring on the TV show Hunter. And if he would have kept doing Hunter, he never would have had the opportunity to play Freddy Krueger. Yeah. So I was glad for Freddy Krueger, but I always kicked him in the butt a little bit when he was taking um, on shots from uh, Fred Dreyer 
in uh, in, uh, in the uh, television show Hunter. But um, just also kind of going back to the golden age of porn, and I know you're talking about Nina Hartley, and but Ginger Lynn also, she, you know, just to point out, she also went mainstream. And as everybody who knows horror films can't forget her pretty, pretty rememberable scene in The Devil's Rejects with the late Sid Haig. Oh, yes, 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 yes. You know what? You are so right. I can The dream sequence. Yeah. And uh, it was a pretty memorable scene. I, I, I figured that might jog your memory a little bit. Yeah, that well, those whole, those whole uh, the Devil's Rejects and all the Rob Zombie films are like so gory and so like intense and crazy. But I I love what he did with the Michael Myers film. Like I think I personally think like Rob Zombie's Michael Myers is better than like all. <laughs> I well, think, I think he's great, and I and I love all the devils like crazy, like deaths and stuff. It's intense. Well, next time I talk to my friend Scout, I'll let her know that uh, she still has uh, quite a following. Um, <laughs> Thank you. The uh, you uh, what convention? You said you went to like a horror convention in Florida. I I, I go to several and. I'm also the guest assistant, well, guest relations talent assistant for Phantasm Orlando, and we have our show in October, and I know how you were talking about the Halloween people. Yeah, if you go to phantasmorlando.net, we're bringing in Halloween 1, Halloween 3, also a couple from the recent Halloweens, including James Jude Courtney, and of course we're getting Nick Castle. And uh, we have a few other, uh, few other really cool guests that are showing up uh, for that one in Orlando. So when you were hitting on the horror theme and Ginger Lynn and all of that, I was like, okay, well, that's definitely something you and I have in common. I also represent a couple of my own horror-related film guests for conventions uh, from time to time. And, and two of them are actually going to be at Phantasm Orlando. So, but... Um, yeah, so I, I get what you're saying, and um, I, yeah, I, I too am also a big horror film buff, and when I saw the Freddy, the Freddy tattoo, I'm, the, you know, first thing I'm thinking is, like, all the, all the stuff I've got signed by Robert England in the past, and all those uh, wonderful memories, you're talking about Victor Crawley, well, as everybody knows, that's Kane Hodder, mm-hmm. and of course, you know, Kane Hodder being Jason Voorhees, and you know, four of the films. So, in fact, the guy who introduced me to Robert England my first time was Kane Hodder. No, you were introduced to Freddy Krueger by Jason? Yes, I was. Kane Hodder and I have been acquaintances. We've known each other for over 10 years. And uh, when I was at uh, Kane's table, he uh, said, uh, get out of my way for a minute. Uh, There's somebody... There's somebody more important wanting to try to talk to me. And then I turned around and saw who it was. And I was like, oh, shit. And literally, Robert England was laughing so hard, he almost spilled his coffee. And uh, that's how I got to know Bobby England was through Can Hodder. Yeah. Wow, that is Kate. You were literally introduced to Freddie from Jason. Yes, I was. In fact, uh, before he passed away, I was very good friends with 
uh, Steve Dash from Friday the 13th Part 2. Oh, wow. We were, we were very good friends, and he introduced me to a lot of the Friday 2 cast that I've gotten to know now, like Amy Steele, John Fury, Marta Kober, Bill Randolph, Lauren Marie Taylor. So, yeah, it's, it, I, I, you and I definitely have that, that segue into horror and, hey, you never know if you ever make it into a Rob Zombie film, well, you already know that's going to be epic because now you'll be able to market your name everywhere. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, hey, if you ever know anyone who's doing a horror film and they need, like, a sex worker to play some type of cheesy role, I'm going <laughs> to do it. <laughs> I might be able to pass your name around to a couple people, but I got to see what I got to see what's going on first because of the, you know, with everything with the COVID and stuff. And now the convention teams are now trying to become more and more, you know, out there and whatnot. So I think Sheena might have froze. Sheena might have froze. Oh, there you go. I think we got her back. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I did get... uh... Um, when I saw Katie Morgan at Exotica, I did get her to sign uh, my uh, Zach and Mary make a porno. Uh, where did she go? Sheena's gone. I think Sheena, yeah, I think something happened to Sheena. <laughs> like something must have happened to her unit. Huh. Well, anyway, so I will hold on here for a little bit. There she uh, is. Uh, she's coming back. There she I is. don't know what's going on. It must just, you know, for some weird reason, there's like a random storm in Vegas. I, like that never happens. I don't know what's wrong with it. But yeah, maybe that's why my internet's going out. By the way, uh, on the Zach and Mary uh, Make a Porno uh, poster, I've got uh, Katie Morgan. She wrote two Pat, Let's Make a Porno. Oh, my God. And then, uh, oops, uh, I don't need that. And then I have, um, uh, I've got Katie Morgan's well, I'll show you this other one. And then I've got Tracy Lord signed uh, to Pat. Let's make a porno. And uh, I, I, I wish I would have thought ahead. I would have had her write bubbles underneath there. Um, <laughs> or had her add Elizabeth. Yeah, well, she wasn't in that. So anyway, then um, uh, this was Katie Morgan's first AVN uh, appearance. when she Oh, my God. Her. She looks like a literal, like. 18 oh she looks so young she's yeah, so her, cute first show yeah that's what she said her first show so yeah she still performs she's with oh well i don't know if she still is but last time i checked she was with next models agency so mm -hmm. i think she still performs yeah yeah so anyway we really she's gonna be at exo all the exoticas um this this year uh starting in chicago then uh miami then new jersey then washington dc they've added as a new one this year so oh yeah they told me that yeah they told me that yeah i definitely want to make it out to jersey i haven't even checked the dates for it yet though it's uh november um okay check the dates real quick. november is actually a good month um no, october, october 22nd through 24th uh, okay, cool. October twenty second to October twenty fourth. I'm thinking. I'm think. I'm thinking about it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do a little bit more talking and talk to my PR lady and see. You know, like what booths are gonna be there and whatnot. And see, because like now I've I kind of know the guys that run Exotica now because I've done like the happy hour ish with them a couple times. Mm -hmm. So. 
maybe they'll help me out. I don't know. <laughs> I just like, you know, cause I would, I would like to go there, but I'd also like to sign. It's just that a lot of comp, I don't know what companies and what booths are going to be there. Sure. We had Dan on a few weeks ago talking about what's going to happen in 2021. And then um, the week before the Chicago show, we're going to do a zoom dedicated to the gals and guys who are going to be there. So we'll have oh. uh, guests who are going to be there in the show here and, and we've had Ginger Lynn on our show and and um, we've had just a whole lot of classic 80s folks. And uh, in a couple of weeks, our very own Casey will be yes. a part of our show. That's on the 30th. Which, <laughs> it is. And I will not, uh, I've never made a film and I never will because no one wants to see that. But <laughs> I do <laughs> I do try to, uh, to interview and document as much about the 70s and 80s history as I can. So, um yeah, I can talk about people that I found and um, maybe don't want to do interviews, but if you want updates on what they're up to, I can tell you that. Do you do, um, do you do like uh, all aspects of porn, like, you know, like the, the straight side and the gay side? I do both. Yeah, do I do both. Yeah, because there are still some people that are still alive from the 80s that did the gay porn. Um and uh, but it's interesting. A lot of them don't like to talk as much as the straight side, because um, for the gay side, there's a lot of survivor's guilt because it's like them out of everybody that are still around. Um, and sometimes there's a lot of crossover. There were people that did both gay and straight. Peter North did both. Um, he won't talk about the gay stuff. But um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. They're very different, but there's a lot of similarities. Oh, you know, I, when people ask me, you know, because my, my best friend in the whole entire world is gay, and mm. he's, you know, he asks me things, used to, especially years ago when I first got in, and, mm. it, and I have to, like, tell him, and I've told other people before, like, we we're both porn but work two completely different industries like yeah. i have absolutely no idea what yeah. i can name to you a million different porn performers in the street world and <laughs> right. all the websites and everything but i can't name anything on the other side and it's you right. know just because like i am a woman so i'm not there <laughs> right well you actually worked with a crossover performer a few times um christian triple x oh yes I've he was with yeah because he was max d in the gay industry and uh, then i actually didn't know that i just i thought he was christian triple x over there too but yeah no he was max with two x's diesel and he did a few films for like falcon and then i think he decided to exclu stay exclusively on the straight side but um yeah. And but then, yeah yeah i've worked with him and i've also i've uh worked a little bit with michael vegas i mm. it wasn't a scene with me and him um together but i like hopped in the scene and did a little something and then hopped out and <laughs> okay it was a crossover and yeah, yeah. there's a uh i probably have worked with more too and i just didn't yeah Realize yeah it's yeah it's not it's probably not something that like comes up in conversation <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I, it's I just there's no reason to talk about it on the set like of back thing. when i used to do boy girl as long as you mm. showed up with the test i didn't ask any questions <laughs> right right exactly <laughs> yeah, it's, it is interesting they are very different though and they they're um i think the one similarity right now is that a lot of it is very web-based very scene-based not feature-based and a lot of performers are doing are going to you know, only fans and doing and doing streaming and things like that, because it's it really is kind of taking control of your career. And so, totally. yeah, I think that that's something that both sides of the industry can agree is 
great for performers that you're yeah. you're taking control totally <laughs> i agree like that's that is one thing that uh, but we all i think in like you know especially in all industries kind of you know like everyone is now creating their own business through like their followings on the internet i just recently it's crazy because i hate myself so i'm starting a workout plan tomorrow so maybe i won't hate myself as much <laughs> and <laughs> and so like I, I found this girl who has like this amazing workout body and she's a fitness trainer and stuff so i down i like bought her app and i downloaded it but the app i thought it was her own app i thought like she created this workout app but it's actually an app for fitness creators to go on to create their own business, such as like an OnlyFans for me, but for them, and they upload their own workout videos and their nutrition guides and everything. That's amazing. It's wow. Amazing. Yeah. So many different fitness trainers on there that have their own businesses now. Yeah. That's so cool that you can kind of, yeah, I mean, you can, you, you can recognize what you're good at and what you're passionate about and, then and that's totally all total opposite of what it's been going on for the past 20 years or longer where it's like well it's something that you like but you're not necessarily going to make money at it so you do it on the side yeah. for fun and if you're able to make money at something you love that seems like a new thing that's come with the internet and yeah. technology a lot of the boomers in the world just hate that they're like oh yeah day, we had real jobs and it's <laughs> like okay if i don't have a real job that pay my taxes for me because right, <laughs> right. <laughs> i like you girl i like you yeah I'm thinking, I'm the IRS, it's a real job i'm sorry right. Like, right now in Las Vegas, from what i read in, in, in las vegas only fans is like 17 percent of the income of people in las vegas no way. I had no idea. That is insane. That is information that I'm going to be passing on to. I will, uh, I will look that up to verify that. But yes, I believe that was what I just recently read. Wow, that is crazy. It makes so much sense, though, because everyone out here is like their own boss. Like Vegas is very independent contractor friendly. When California um, had this thing go around like last year or the year before where cam models had to like be employed and they couldn't be independent contractors anymore, it had to do with like Uber things and stuff like that. But um, everyone was like really worried about it. And even in Vegas and I asked a lawyer and the lawyer was like, no, Vegas is so independent contractor friendly. Like, I don't see them doing anything like this ever. Wow. Wow. Steve, did you have a question or comment before we go? I did. I did. I just wanted to mention to Sheena that uh, I thought I think it was a month ago we had Amelia Onyx on here. And she's kind of in the same situation you are because she's heavily inked, which is, to me is I think it's fine. And I actually like that. And I just find it interesting that I don't know to some extent like who the industry is trying to target anymore audience-wise because tattoo is mainstream. It's everywhere. And I don't understand why companies are like, oh, you've got more than one tattoo. We have to put you in a, in a yeah. niche market now and where, you know, it's like, but I don't understand that. And she also has to, you know, she does more in like her own, creates her own content and doesn't so much work for uh, um, studios or, or anything like that anymore. And I'm just like, I just, it just boggles them. I just don't understand it. And I, 
and is there any is there any real rationale to it? I mean, are they are they? You know, the funny thing is about it, and I like I'm I'm not up there in Montreal with the guys who run the entire porn world, but like here's here's where my take on it is. I think I remember one time. Um, I got casted for a Browsers movie, right? And this was early in my career, and it was my first time, and I was super, super stoked. And I was so happy. And then I get a text message from the director, and he told me, hey, you know, the people up in Montreal, they told me that I can't shoot you because you're just not the demographic. Like, they're so stuck in that world yeah. of, like, the non-tattooed, big boobies, whatever. And I broke down. Like, that That was the first time where I, where I literally cried over the industry and was like, I'm going to quit. I'm ugly. I don't know why I'm doing this. Like, no one wants to shoot me, da-da-da-da. But the funny thing is, is the, the more popular you grow, like Christy Mack and Bonnie Rotten, who got extremely popular, extremely quick, they then then they're all on you like if you can if you can show that you got followers and you can show that your Pornhub rank goes up then the tattoos don't matter after that now it's like it doesn't matter it's just like you're you're popular if they think you're popular then they'll use you yeah it was actually an interesting documentary um I watched a couple nights ago called Pornocracy oh that sounds interesting and um there was a, uh, and it's, uh, a doc the woman who did the documentary, she had been a uh, porn star in the 90s and uh, early, I guess, 2000s. Um, I think French, I think she was French or, uh, um, or Italian. And it's about kind of like how the industry is today and how, you know, movies, features, they don't really exist and how it's DVDs, what it don't really, it's all, you know, driven and it's the cut the guys that own that wound up buying like Pornhub and then bought browsers and all the other companies and companies and just like buying everything up and it's a it's a very interesting uh, um, documentary um, they are uh, so from what I've heard and seen I've actually heard and have seen this many many times that MindGeek the people who owned all of that make more money were, than the NBA, the NFL, and the MLB combined makes money. Yeah. And the, and if you think about it, and you think about the number one stars in the N the NBA, the MLB, the NFL, they are getting paid millions of dollars, like millions of dollars. And I'm not saying that every porn star that you know deserves millions of dollars but think about like the the women who are contracted with these big sites and who work for these big sites and are the main stars of these sites i'm sure they're paid i don't know how much they're paid i'm sure they're paid well but i'm pretty sure they're not paid as well as someone like fucking Kawhi leonard or you know like a fucking you know what i mean like someone like that who's like a big star so the fact that they yeah. make so much money but like porn stars have to go on OnlyFans and start creating their own content and stuff. It's like, there's a disconnect yeah. there. Yeah. I put the, I put the link because it was streaming on Amazon for free. Okay. So, um, but I put the link in the chat for whoever might want to grab it while we're still here, but it's a very interesting thing. But yeah, it's the guys behind, the guys behind MindGeek before that, before it was them, it was a different company's name and all these myriad little like, tentacles of like who really is the person behind it and where is you know but yeah it's i just i just find it really interesting that 
tattoos are still considered fetish, still consider, considered like not mainstream yet. They're everywhere. I know. And, it's crazy. It, but even it, in the mainstream world, you know, like how many heavy, heavily tattooed actors do you see? And the ones that you do see are all men. When it comes to runway yeah. models, the ones who are heavily tattooed, all men. Like for some yeah. reason, they don't mind it when it's the guys, but the women, I guess they're just assuming that most men in the world don't find tattooed women attractive. That's all I can yeah. think about. Yeah, yeah. and there's double standard out there. So. Yeah. Not like it's not the first won't be the last i mean that's kind of the tough thing about that so anyway sheena we have really appreciated uh your time with us and you are welcome to come back anytime we do this every sunday night okay and cool yeah i'm sorry i missed the last sunday actually that was um i told my pr lady i was like oh my gosh like he's writing me on twitter but i didn't realize that it was mother's day and yeah. can you like fix this for me and so i'm really sorry about yeah. that i was like kind of embarrassed and like I never really you know i uh, my mom's passed away, so we didn't have, and I don't have kids, so no Mother's Day thing for us. And I, you know, you, you don't think of that when you, when you don't have kids. So it's just like one of those yeah. deals. And <clears throat> Father's Day, I don't know who I'll get a random phone call from. I hope nobody. But I mean, <laughs> I'll call you, Pat. <laughs> daddy, <laughs> daddy, I'll give you a call. Who is this? <laughs> Uncle Pat. Yeah, but anyway, we sure appreciate you having. Uh, and and thank your PR lady because I think I kind of put her through the ringer and uh, anyway I I she's fine yeah. she she's fine she was just like oh I think he's I think he wants to do it this day and I was like okay it's fine like whatever day works for me it's just like I I know that the last Sunday I completely like not a problem in the world we had a, I'm sorry we did, have, we did have some I don't know do you remember Eric Edwards from the Golden Age. Um, actually, that sounds very familiar. He was in the room, and Richard Pacheco was oh, in the room, um, and they were very curious to meet you. Now, they had commitments today, so anyway, that's kind of how the ball bounced. And both worked with Nina Hartley and Ginger Lynn. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe I'll come back, and then they can be in the room then. Sure. You yeah. betcha. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, again, Sheena, we appreciate your time, and we look forward to seeing you again, and best of luck in your schooling yeah. and whatever you choose to do. Yes, best Thank of luck. You. I appreciate yeah. it. I hope Good you guys have a great day. Coming. Thank you, you too. Nice Thank you for being here. Very nice. Maybe I'll see you in October at Exotica in Jersey. Yeah, I, I yes, hope so. I really crossed. am planning on going, so hopefully. Okay, thank you very much.